0: Welcome to episode 8 of the Wire to Wire podcast. I'm your host, Yusuf, and we have a fun and exciting episode for you guys today. Anyways, let's just get right to it. Derek Rose turned back the hands of time, scoring 50 points on better than 50% shooting and beating the Utah Jazz. It was beautiful to watch. I got emotional watching him play and seeing his reaction after the game. After everything that he's been through, and as someone who's been hoping that he could return to his old form ever since these injuries happened, it was a pleasure to watch. I'm hoping that D Rose can stay healthy and continue to play at a high level like he did that night. You could tell by the way the NBA reacted to his performance that he's someone that really has the respect of his peers. Could you imagine if Derrick Rose won Sixth Man of the Year? It'll make what seemed like a tragic story become something triumphant. Anyways, we'll be right back with more. The NFL put out a commercial promoting their Sunday night football matchup between the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers. The commercial features Michael Jordan, and in the commercial, it seems like he's referencing the greatest of all time debate between him and LeBron, but really it's between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Overall, I thought the commercial was pretty clever. I especially like LeBron's reaction to it on Twitter. And when I saw it, I thought of two things. My first thought, who would win in a game of one-on-one in their primes, LeBron or Jordan? It would be a close game and fun to watch, but I have LeBron winning. He's bigger and slightly faster. If he drives to the hole, I don't see how MJ is going to stop him. If the game went to 11, I have LeBron winning 11-8. to And after fantasizing about a matchup that would never happen, I realized something. I'm willing to settle for LeBron facing a 55-year-old Michael Jordan. Now hear me out. I know Jordan is out of shape and he doesn't care to come back. But once you're that great, the game doesn't just leave you like that. I'm sure he could at least get into decent shape and play one one one-on-one game. Now let's give Jordan one year. He just has to call his former trainer Tim Grover. He has to get the best dietitians and nutritionists to help him get back into basketball shape. Nike can even sponsor this event. Both of its golden superstars going head-to-head one-on-one. ESPN can do the broadcasting. Or better yet, TNT can make this part of their NBA All-Star Weekend telecast. Instead of the slam dunk competition that has gotten pretty boring these past couple of years, they can make this the main event on Saturday. I guarantee it will be one of the highest rated sporting events. You're telling me people wouldn't watch this? If 4 million people pay to see Mayweather fight an MMA fighter that has never boxed a day in his life, then people will definitely watch LeBron versus an old Michael Jordan. Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, I'm giving you guys a layup here. Make it happen. You guys will not regret it. Anyways, moving on. My second thought was why would the NFL choose Michael Jordan? Aside from it seeming clever, there was probably more to it. Now, I don't mean to sound cynical or anything, but I think with the boycott of the NFL over the blackballing of Kaepernick, I think they wanted to attract more black viewers. I mean, who better to do it than Michael Jordan? Us black people, (laughs) we love Michael. He re-releases the same sneakers in different colors, and we buy them each and every time. But why would Michael Jordan do it? I mean, Michael Jordan, when you think about it, is the perfect guy for the job. He's never been political, and he always avoids controversy. I mean, we all heard the famous quote, Republicans buy sneakers too. MJ never wants to cross any political lines or be offensive. I mean, this is the same guy when racial tensions were high in the U.S., he donated $1 million to the NAACP and $1 million to a police charity so no one feels left out. I mean, this is just the kind of guy that he is. So why doubt he cares about the NFL boycott Or the backlash the nfl faced blackballing a guy like kaepernick he was approached by the nfl and he accepted i doubt he thought about kaepernick or the nfl boycott but that's just mj being mj he's not a political guy he's not an outspoken guy like a muhammad ali or even a lebron but with all the success he's had on and off the court did he ever have to be Does he ever have to be? Anyways, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. After an 0-6 start, the Cleveland Cavaliers prematurely fired their head coach, Teron Liu. It was a stupid move, but it's one that we've come to accept from them. I personally believe that the Cleveland Cavaliers wanted to eliminate any and every remnants of LeBron James from that organization. They started by firing Damon Jones, who was a close friend of LeBron's. Then, they fired the coach that LeBron wanted. And now, they've banished J.R. Smith, a guy that he lobbied for and pushed to get a good contract from the team. Teron Liu will probably be mocked But let's not forget that he was actually a great coach. He won a championship in 2016 and he was a major reason why that team was able to go to three straight finals. However, what he did best doesn't show up on any stat sheet or scouting report. He was great at balancing egos and getting players to buy in. He managed LeBron, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Now I know many people will say... Well, Kyrie demanded a trade out of Cleveland, but like I said on earlier episodes, Kyrie saw the tea leaves that LeBron wanted to leave to L.A., and he didn't want to be left stranded on that team. He basically confirmed that earlier before the season started in an interview. Teron Lu was a good coach, but unfortunately he had to be the sacrificial lamb for Dan Gilbert, who deep down inside wanted to get his team back from LeBron. I don't doubt that he'll find work in the NBA in the near future. Even though it's still early in the season, I am extremely disappointed in the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder. I expected those two teams to be part of the top three teams in the Western Conference behind Golden State. The Rockets had to deal with CP3 getting suspended, and James Harden is battling an injury. On a side note, isn't it strange how Adidas athletes are usually injury prone, especially after they win MVP? It happened to Derek Rose, who I discussed earlier, and now it's happening to Harden. Anyways, Here's to hoping that the Rockets could turn things around and be the team that many, including myself, expect them to be. As far as the OKC Thunder, something's got to change with that team, and it starts with Russell Westbrook. Love Westbrook. I love his game. But that guy, he just plays with a reckless abandonment. He needs to slow things down, get Paul George involved more. You have a solid second player behind you now and you have a legitimate chance to make to make noise in the western conference and possibly dethrone golden state highly unlikely but still a small possibility they have to be better than what they've been so far still early in the season but they have to be better if they cannot turn things around and they cannot be the team that many including myself expect them to be they should consider firing Billy Donovan. He's a good coach, but he doesn't seem like the type of guy who can really balance egos and talk to a guy like Westbrook and tell him to make some changes. I don't know about you guys, but I would love to see Mark Jackson coaching the OKC Thunder. As a guy who pl- He's a guy who played in the NBA and was a point guard. I think he has the best chance of talking to Westbrook and getting him to buy in. Anyways, that's all for this week's episode of the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, I'm your host Yusuf, and I'll catch you guys next week.